Welcome, everyone, and especially welcome Allie, who is an absolute queen and totally a soul sister of mine. We met years ago at um, the agency we worked for. Um, I actually hired her, and it was the best hire of my damn life because little did I know we were soul sisters. We were like meant to be in each other's lives for Evs. Um, neither of us are actually with that agency anymore, but I am so grateful that it brought us together because she freaking rocks. And I am so excited to hear about her year. She has had a year, y'all, and I can't wait to hear about it. But Allie, tell us a little bit about you, um, what you're doing right now, and then go right on into that big fucking leap you've taken this year because I know she be a doozy. So I'll kick it over to you. She, she do be a doozy. Um, she do and- be a doozy. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's a big one. Um, I so appreciate you having me on here. I feel like this is just going to be so much fun to share. Like basically where I was, which feels you know, it's only been a year, but it feels like a different lifetime uh, ago. And so I guess to start from the beginning of what feels like, because I was just thinking about this of like, what, when was that big leap? Like when was the actual pivotal moment? And I think for some people, it's not really like a clear definition, but for me, I feel like it was at a time where I was visiting in LA And I was with my former partner at the time. We had just been up in Sacramento for a wedding and I really wanted to see all of you down there. And so we decided to go down there. We were staying at the structured studio and it was the day before we were supposed to leave. And I woke up at like four in the morning and I just like knew that I needed to stay. I needed to figure something out there that wasn't figure outable where I was at. I was in this long-term relationship. There was just a lot of um, misalignment in my life and I could feel it. And it was like, I've been reading and I'll I'll give some book recommendations later, but I have been reading um, The Women Who Run With The Wolves. Um, And it was after I took the sleep that I started reading this book, but I started to identify the fact that like, there was something that was so deeply rooted that started to come out because of the fact that I wasn't dealing with it. And it just, it came out in the form of waking up at 4am and just knowing I needed to stay. And in that month and a half that I stayed, I stayed with you, one of the most iconic um, roommate situations I've ever had. Uh, Went through a lot. Allie helped me (laughs) with a yard sale. After I watched a documentary on minimalism and was like, BRB selling all my stuff and Allie helped me. Oh my God, it was a blast. It was so fun. Riding the bird scooters. Uh, What was the song we were singing on the bird scooter? (laughs) Oh, can nobody tell me nothing. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God. Iconic. Absolutely iconic. It was, uh, it was a great time. But uh, anyways, back far... to you. I just had to had to reminisce no. there for a hot sec because it was please, it was please interject with these just core memories because I, I can't live without them at this point. Um, yeah, you were by far the the coolest person I've ever lived with, even if it was just temporary. Um, and in that time, you know, you were a huge facilitator spiritually for me of just taking some time 
taking a step back, uh, living in the present, having resources for me, but also like, it wasn't so serious. It was like, we went from like going onto the beach and listening to Eckhart Tolle and meditating to like, you know, puff, puff watching Shrek two. And like, yep. That, yep. That was a, that was like something very healing for me. And I think that that's where I started to really question myself and you giving me the opportunity to speak at Ecom Sweetie and me really living into and up to that moment was what furthered the momentum in my life and the validation that I think I was searching for within myself. It, yes, I received that validation from others around me, but I started to really validate myself and be like, you are that bitch. Like, it's time to like live in that. Yeah, you are. And so I... I literally, in this course of time, took my IUD out, started syncing my cycle and basically just aligning my hormones with how I can cyclically live in a way that benefits my body. Um, and everything kind of started to unfold from there, from my relationship to my career, to all these areas of my life where I just started having like a no bullshit policy of if this is not for me, it's gone. And, you know, peace and love, but like, I'm out. And, <laughs> and peace so, love, but peace out. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I was still working at the agency, but I could feel myself getting ready for a transition. Um, and then I could also feel myself, you know, preparing for uh, a big life change in my relationship. I could just feel that I was out of alignment there. And so first came the the choice to to leave uh, the agency, and that was kind of a sudden big leap where I was preparing my business, but I wasn't quite ready. But there was some internal shifts that were happening at that um, agency that I just felt like this is the time. Like now is the time, and I need to do it right now. And so I had, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't recommend this necessarily, but I I didn't have things ready. Um, I had 30 days to get my shit together and like build a business. And that was really fucking scary. And, but I did it and, and it was rough and I made some mistakes, but like, I still did it. And within two to three months of me doing that, that was in April, I literally built a business for myself and it, it's a small business, but it's one where I'm making six figures and I'm working three and a half days a week. And I literally will fire somebody if they do not respect my time or match my energy or whatever it looks like, just because that's the energy I live in now. And, um, with that came a relationship change too, where my partner of five years, uh, I knew that this was coming, but it was like, I gave myself permission to have the audacity to go after exactly what I wanted. And, I, I knew. And, and so that relationship ended and that was really painful. Right. Uh, that's only, it's only been like two months since that happened. And, uh, it's by far been the best decision that I've ever made for myself because of the fact of how many opportunities and how many things of in alignment are coming with that, not only with my decision in business, but like, you know, with, with my relationship too. So I know it's very long winded. I'll, I'll leave some breathing room there, but that's, that's basically what's happened in this last year, all up until this moment. And now your girl's living at the beach. Um, I love that for you. I'm, I'm live, laugh, loving, <laughs> live, laugh, loving out here, living the fuck out yeah, life of your dreams. I, I love that for you. Um, 
So timeline wise, you left the agency to pursue your business. And how long after that shift did you leave your relationship? So in April of this year of 2023, I had left the agency. And in May of 2023, I had left my relationship. So you you started the business and left the relationship like at the same time, pretty much. Pretty, pretty well within 30 days. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's a double whammy. Yeah. <laughs> that's a double whammy. I'm t- and I'm sure you had to work through a lot. It it has been a lot. My my therapist said she's like, you're you're you uh you know, you definitely know how to make change and move, but you also need to process too. So um yeah. I think I'm still processing, but at the same time, like um it, it was, it was necessary and it, it felt like the right thing to do. I can't tell you that's something I could speak to just in itself is the feeling I had after I did it, where I was fearing everything on the other side of it, but I also didn't anticipate the weight of whatever was sitting so heavy on me actually being lifted. I, it's like, I didn't believe that that was there until it was gone. And then I was like, oh <laughs> yeah, that was there that whole time. Yikes, so that's heavy. I literally in 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 the in, in my story, which comes just before this one in the lineup of podcasts here, I mentioned the same thing about how like we think it's gonna hurt. Like we think it's gonna be this like unbelievably painful feeling. But when you've been kind of readying yourself almost subconsciously that when the moment actually comes, it's like a relief. Yeah. It, a huge wild. relief. So I wanna know. You, because you visited LA and stayed for that month, that was in May of 2022. And then all Mm. of this took place in March, 2023. So I'd love to know what happened during that, that time, you know, because you had that really awakening, many awakening moments in LA. And was Mm -hmm. it just, you needed that time to like, you, you became conscious of all of this and did you need that time to just kind of be ready and just kind of affirm or was it more of like waiting for the path to clear just what what happened during that time that's such a good question so essentially I feel like I I awoke from a lifelong slumber and I needed to just stretch my legs like I needed to assess my surroundings. And I kind of went into, I I wouldn't necessarily call it, maybe I'd call it a hibernation or like a hermit. uh, If we're speaking in tarot terms, Uh, I was getting the hermit a lot uh, during this time because I I would uh, read some tarot for myself every week. And so this was a time where I really decided to dig deep into myself, dig deep into my psyche. That's where I started reading books like, um, I have a couple here. One I have, I got it from five below. It's called just chakras. And I've been aligning my chakras for the last like six months. Um, And I've been spending about three months per chakra on just genuine, like sitting with and aligning. Um, And that's been extremely powerful for me. And then I've also been reading Women Who Run With The Wolves, which is all about like the deep psyche of women, um, which has been incredibly healing to me. So if I were to sum it up, it definitely would be like, a a genuine amount of like healing and reflection time 
where I was just really sitting with myself and figuring out like, what is it that is so, um, what feels so wrong and why? Um, and I think it just, it had to cook. She had mm-hmm. to cook and, to cook. and she was well done by 2023. <laughs> um, <laughs> she was, she was ready to come off the grill. And, um, <gasps> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I would just say it was really just about like reflecting and, and gaining knowledge. Um, I, I know that there was a genuine amount of time where I felt really kind of unhappy in my situation where I felt very unhappy in the present. And I thought to myself, well, how can I, how can I make peace with where I'm at right now? Mm-hmm. And a big thing I did is at the time I was living in this like gated community area that was like a circle. It was like a mile and a half of like a circle, uh, road that had like a walkway. And I would walk that every single day and I would listen to a podcast or I would listen to a book or I would do something. And it, that became my piece, like amidst all of the chaos of, you know, finances, career, relationship, whatever I found a core, like pillar that kept me going. And that was that thing. Um, so I guess if you, if you genuinely were to be like, what did you do in the last year that actually led up to the point of you taking a leap? I would say that it was that 45 minute walk every day with the, with the audiobook or with the podcast. And that's what developed to this point now. I, I can double down on that. Cause that's, that helped me too. waking up in the morning and go going for a walk with a podcast, same therapy for mm-hmm. me too and it's it's actually I'm glad you said that because I said I it made me realize a theme of when you it was kind of similar with me too like when I stopped trying to pursue what was happening outside of me and turned my focus inward was when shit started to kind of like really hit the fan you know so mm. it's like when you're when you're stopping focusing on everything that's around you in your life and you turn your attention back to becoming like a student of yourself, that's when shit hit the fan for me too. So it's like I, I that's really interesting and I'm I'm really glad you said that. And I'd love I'd love to know too like what that it all comes down to that moment, right? That that single moment in time where your inner guide is like, now, do it now. Like, now's the time. This is mm. your opportunity. Do it, you know? Mm-hmm. And what what did that feel like for you? Like, was it just this, like, inner guide moment, like a voice in your head? Like, what, if you could kind of, like, go back to that moment that you knew it was time to quit the job, like, and the relationship, like, now's the time. Like what, Mm. what was that like? It, it felt otherworldly. Like I'll get spiritual here and say that it definitely felt like something bigger than myself was taking over. And it was something I could override. I, I could use all the logic. I could use everything that this, this realm has given me to resist that, or I could trust it. And I could, I could like lean into it. And I felt like there were many, well, I wouldn't say there were many. I I would say that there were opportunistic times where like I could have leaned into that, but I chose not to. And it was like that year I built that strength to let go, to ultimately like have the ability and the trust and the faith to be like, all right, a wave is coming. I need to just lean into it and do it. 
And so I could feel it, um, a, a very specific moment. I'll be vulnerable here and talk about bef right before I knew that it was time to end my relationship. Um, I was sitting in the bathroom and I was staring at myself in the mirror and I said, this can't go on. That's all I said to myself. I looked at myself like core at the core. And I was like, this cannot go on anymore. And then that night I said, we need to talk tomorrow. Then, you know, the steps were in motion after that. And, and it happened a, a, a part of my life and, and a moment and a decision that I thought I would never have the strength or courage to come to. And it, it came in that moment where I felt like there was something bigger behind me that said, like, I got your back, but you got to You got to do it. And, and so, yeah, it, it was, it was a, it was an otherworldly, like a bigger feeling, like a fullness around me that was like, all right, I, I'm, I'm holding on to your back, man. Like, but you got to like take that step because I can't do it yeah. for you. Oh, so. man, that, that made my, like my, uh, my eyes water. You know what I mean? Like, I know yeah. that feeling and I know other people listening know that feeling. And mm -hmm. when you do give into it and you just trust it god damn you come out better on the other side you just gotta you gotta dive in you know you gotta take the leap it really does come down to that one moment where it's like enough is enough and mm -hmm. I love that you I love that you could define it too it was when you were looking at yourself in the mirror and mirrors have that effect on you <laughs> you know what I mean like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> like have you ever been drunk at a party and you're looking in the mirror and you're just like <laughs> like laughing at yourself I've done that so many times like buzzed off my ass just like hysterically laughing at myself it's like yeah that that definitely uh mirrors they have a way they have a way yeah um, Those 2 a.m. conversations in the mirror after <laughs> after two and a half margaritas. Yeah, uh, they... <laughs> the truth will set you free. <laughs> oh man, that is so true. Yeah. And I I and appreciate you walking through that moment and getting vulnerable where it's like, hey, yeah, like gathering up that courage to be like, we need to talk. And I think that that's that's ultimately the biggest fear before we do the thing is mm -hmm. that confrontation, you know, before we even kind of like break down that wall and like get, get through like what's ha on the other side of that door. Once we open it, it's the door of like going to them, having that conversation, whether it's like leaving the job or approaching your significant other. And that one, that one's so like prevalent with women who are in a mm. long-term relationship but it's comfortable and you just don't even like you just don't even how to initiate that you know like how do I even mm -hmm. go about that you know what I mean mm -hmm. so I for you to say like it starts by like looking at yourself and being like enough is enough and then going out there and doing it but mm -hmm. like trusting that you're doing the right thing is is like is just really important so appreciate you opening up and giving us the little peeky peek into that um and what so tell me you've been through the leap you've been working on the business mm -hmm. I know it's been two months I'm sure you're probably still discovering areas that needed healing but tell mm -hmm. us what you're doing now like what you're feeling now everything what's happening now that it's been two months and you've kind of gone through all this so it kind of feels like I have 
poked my head like a little groundhog out into the surface. And I'm kind of looking around at all the new and big things that are happening around me. And so there's a lot of observation. There's me kind of dipping my toe into new and exciting things. When it comes to my business, I've really, I quickly uh, built something that was sustainable for myself that I, that I do want to already kind of, Oh, two, two, two on the clock. Um, already have wanted to reframe where I set out this business and I'm like, I'm going to be like an e-com copywriter. Cause I rock at that. And I do, uh, but I also have other, I do have other areas that I think that I align with more, which is in the coaching space, which is in leadership space. And so now I'm reframing that to, um, in the later quarters of the year to be something that I like fully form my business around, which is helping other copywriters, like achieve their highest potential with, um, you know, improving their mindset. And so like, that's something that I'm shifting towards. Um, and, and it already feels crazy to say that because it's only been two months, right? Things are just evolving and moving so quickly, just like a uh, very life, death, life cycle happening over here. Um, but yeah, I, and I, I went from a- agency life, stable, you know, humble, and then moving to like nearly 15k monthly recurring revenue within two months and then firing half my clients because I realized I would rather be in full alignment with who I am um, and still making good money, still doing what I set out to do. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm still assessing the landscape. I'm still defining more clearly what exactly I want to do. Um, but I fully see and, um, and and I'm excited about this like entrepreneurial journey for myself. And I know that that above everything else, above the copywriting, above whatever I'm doing is exactly where I should be. And so I'm glad that I took that, that leap for sure. So how did you recenter yourself when you were navigating those certain times and you, you kind of like had the fear and, and overwhelm that kind of comes with uncertainty. How did you recenter yourself back to having certainty and faith in what you're doing and who you are? Yeah. So for me, I really started to lean into qualities that I realized over that year I had kind of buried within myself, like who I am is somebody who knows how to figure things out because of the background that I came from. Um, It was very much like living in the South, living in middle to lower class. Like there was a huge need for me to kind of jump into things and figure out how to be on my own, Um, which, you know, it had its detriments of being hyper-independent, right? But there is also a lot of qualities and, and grit and hardiness that come with that type of upbringing. And so I knew even in uncertain times that I am somebody that will figure it out and that I can, I I gave myself permission to give myself more credit of like what I can handle. And so it was kind of one of those things and and everybody's going to have a different approach to this, right? Like some people, if, if you don't do good under pressure and in those circumstances, like that will be something for, you know, you to figure out. But for me, I knew if the pressure's on, 
if there's a deadline, if there are things that are, it's like, you know, this is it. I know that I can do well in that. And so that's kind of what anchored me into making a big decision like this for myself. And then all of the little things after that, like, Allie, you're funny. You're charming. That's two major things when building relationships in business that will take you a long way. You don't have to be the huge expert in the room. You don't have to be somebody that's like, you know, the best of the best. Like sometimes it's just about being who you are and letting that breathe in the room and and being that energy because that's it. That's it. That's, that's all you need. Um, and so the more I owned that and the more I trusted that and I trusted myself to get through it in, in whatever circumstance, because I know I'm built for that. It was kind of, I wouldn't say effortless, but I would say that I, I did it with ease instead of dis-ease. Oh, you're muted. LOL, the classic. Oh, you're muted. (laughs) (laughs) I had to like do the old like sniffle, sniffle, you know, and clear the throat. So I feel that. Um, I love that. That's that's amazing. Honestly, I I think remembering I think remembering everything you've gone through, too, in your life is another way that you can kind of quickly remember that, like, you're that bitch, you know, like it's it's hard to be 100 percent like loving yourself and on it and on top of it all the time but like when you think about everything you've been through that's a good way to kind of like have that instant moment of like no I got this um Mm -hmm. which is easier to do when you're ovulating and you're in ovulating Mm -hmm. you know what I mean so I want to talk a little bit about cycle syncing because absolutely you have you actually were the one who taught me like you kind of took me to church that one day at Ecom Sweetie in your speech. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd love if you just want to talk a little bit about cycle syncing and how that impacted your life. So cycle syncing is um, I, I've heard a lot of people mistake this for like thinking that this is when people who menstruate link up with their cycles. It actually is just a way of quote unquote biohacking your body into just being in alignment with your hormones. Your hormones are doing crazy multiple different things at multiple different times over a 28 to 38, 35 day period um, for people who menstruate. And there's four different phases within that. Um, So you've got your menstrual phase, your follicular phase, your ovulatory phase, and your luteal phase. The luteal phase is what everyone famously knows as the PMS phase. Um, So what's important to know is that there's common misconceptions about this cycle and that there's a lot to learn with it. I highly recommend the book In the Flow by Elisa Vitti, where she breaks this down and helps you live in more alignment with how your body works because there hasn't been enough studies done on... um, the female anatomy and um, how people, you know, operate when they menstruate. And the more that you kind of dig and uncover, the more you see that from the products that we use to whatever we consume societally, um, to medically, we are completely undervalued and understudied in that way. Um, And so 
this is something that has just transformed my life. And uh, I was happy to share about it at Ecom Sweetie because I think it ties so much into how we operate our businesses and how we can honor ourselves and our cyclical process um, that happens in a 28 day period versus a 24 hour period, which is how men's bodies operate. So, um, I can definitely speak to that, uh, more at, at some other point, but, um, yeah, that's, I think that's the summation of it. Yeah. A million percent Ali. In fact, like I'd love to collab with you on like a blog post or something about it. Cause, uh, yeah. There's a lot to unpack there. There's a lot, a lot to unpack there. And one thing I noticed is that like, I will make like, I will start to become like, okay, fuck this. I'm out to like life stuff mm-hmm. when during my luteal phase and just before, you know, just before I get my period, I'll be like, you know what? Enough is enough. Like, fuck this. Like, and that's when I like, will either go <laughs> that, that that's just when I straight peace out. You know what I mean? You're done. When I'm on a year when I'm ovulating, it's like everything's fine, everything's great. But mm-hmm. like then it like quickly declines to like, all right, fuck this. Um, that's amazing. And I know that your business revolves a lot about like cycle syncing in terms of like how you like you've synced up how you run your business with your cycle. And that's first of all amazing. And you actually inspired me to do that as well. So I'll record like affirmations and guided meditations when I'm in that luteal phase, but I'll like record videos um, like for the, for courses or whatever, or do my marketing emails when I'm like ovulating where I'm like feeling like that bitch, you know what I mean? So tell us a little bit about unlock your autonomy and what you do and all of that good, good stuff. Yeah. So Unlock Your Autonomy started as just a one-person solopreneur copywriting business where I just provided one-on-one client services, but it has evolved into something vision-wise bigger where I am now coaching other copywriters. Um, I'm involved in a couple of different programs there. Um, I do have one-on-one clients, but I also have a vision of creating a community for other copywriters to be able to um, lean on each other for support and to share resources, especially for um, women, non-binary minorities, people in the space of copywriting that don't have uh, a bigger voice where we end up being the majority of copywriters yet we're definitely not the loudest, which I just think is is very interesting. Um, so that's where my my vision is going, and that's where like my business is sort of evolving in. Um, and so, yeah, that's the I, I think that's the the whole deal right now. That's exciting, and there's definitely a need for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Freaking love it. Love the background, love the apartment, love, love it all. Love it. Um, Allie, thank you so much for joining the pod. And also it was just so great to catch up with you and hear the ins and outs of, of what your year has brought. I, I love it. Who'd have thought a year ago, you know, when we were maybe a year and two months or so at this point, when we're, you know, laughing our ass off on the couch Mm. in LA, (laughs) (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is where we would be now. You know what I mean? Um, but I love that. I love that. That's, that's how it happens. You can't even begin to, it's beyond our logical mind where we could be in a year. And I think if we just make that move to just do it 
then we unlock the journey of finding out. And I love that you did that. And and thank you for walking us through that whole process. Appreciate you always. Oh, appreciate you. I'm so grateful that you, uh, that you reached out and, um, I hope this helps, uh, some, some listeners out there. I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. Well, I will text you soon just to say, Hey, Hey, Hey. And also I've got some inside jokes. I want to Oh, big time. Text I know. you that I thought of before going into this podcast. So oh, I will, use that. Oh yeah. So I will talk to you really, really soon. And thanks again. Appreciate you. And for any ladies who are out there who are on the cusp of making their own big leap, let this be the reminder of just how amazing you are, how it could all work out for you, how you could be leveling up in just a short amount of time if you just do the thing and have faith that it will all work out. Sometimes it even works out better than your logical mind can even possibly comprehend. And life is too short, honey. So if you're just watching life tick by in your comfort zone, then it's time. It's time to take big actions for the fuck yeah life of your dream. Now, you don't have to do it alone. The Big Leaps course was completely designed from my own 10-year spiritual studies and my own Big Leaps. It's a seven-step process where I break down how to basically take this leap and have faith in uncertainty and that everything will work out. There's weekly group coaching calls included and chat with other women who are going through their own big leaps. But the whole point of the course and this podcast is to give you the nudge you need to take big action toward the fuck yeah life of your dreams because you are a queen and you deserve to be living like one. So if this is you, I'm talking to you. You. Yes, you. So be sure to subscribe to hear more amazing stories of big fucking leaps. And if you're interested in getting... Then subscribe to the pod to hear more stories. And if you are ready to take the leap, check out the link in the bio. But just remember, yes, bitch, you can. And for everyone listening, I am so glad that you're here. I'm glad this episode found you and I really hope that it resonated on some level. Remember to subscribe to the pod and follow Big Fucking Leaps on Instagram for new episodes. But just remember, it is never too late to leap into the life you've always dreamed of. So if you're on the brink of making your own big leap, yes, it looks hard and big and scary. But remember, you're doing the right thing. You are absolutely not alone. And you got this, baby. You got this. I will see you in the next episode.